Hello and welcome to episode 16, 13, episode 13 of the Twisted Trio podcast. I am your host, Brennan, call me Nighthawk, here with... Richard Camping Dragon Medina. Do you need a mulligan? Mulligan! Brennan, you want to try that one more time? Do we want to? Do you? I mean, I got, I mean, we've just, already... Just do it, just do it for the viewer's pleasure. Uh, it, okay, I gotta find my excitement again. <clears throat> yeah. And scene, scene. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Twisted Trio podcast. I am your host, Brennan, call me Nighthawk Weber, here with... Richard Camping Dragon Medina. And was that better? Yeah, that was, that was, that was dope. That was perfect. You should have me. Like, Emmy? honestly. Yeah. Um, I like to take this time to thank my mom and my dad. Um, and then everyone who's helped me along the way, thanks. Uh, and Ricky's <laughs> Ricky's baby, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. And my baby, who I met today. Yes. yes. He he's he's Exciting. a little scamp. He has a he's big a head, dude. <laughs> I didn't want to sound awkward or anything, but I was like, man, I feel so. Bad Have you for never everyone. seen a baby before? Man, his head seems way bigger than a normal baby's head. <laughs> his head is actually very average size for a baby. Okay. I mean, <laughs> maybe his, his like his proportion <laughs> is pretty like normal. Like I've seen some big-headed babies. Okay. Like is is that's like, pretty uh, that's pretty normal. Telling I just, you. I just I just saw I saw the big head and I was like, "Ah, uh, I'm so glad I don't have to go through childbirth cuz that <laughs> looks like that would hurt." <laughs> you do know like a baby's skull like it doesn't okay, so it doesn't exactly break, but it like crushes down when the baby comes out the vagina. You know, right? I don't, and you know what? That's why we have the <laughs> tag, right? So awesome! Thanks for that. You're welcome. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Uh, week. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We're talking about... Week We're six talking about of week the six. EU NA LCS. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, EU LCS. We're talking about EU also. I said EU. No, you said NA. I said EU and NA LCS. Well, when you listen to this yes. back, you're going to be like, oh, I feel silly. I'll be like, oh, gosh, I'm a fool. I'm a fool. I what am. a fool. But, but right now we need to move on. Cool. Um, so, yeah, um, weeks, <laughs> weeks real quick. Uh, me and you went to the main event today. A lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed I the, the laser. We I thought the laser tag was really cool. And I thought that Steven, shout out to Steven. If Steven is listening to this podcast, he's probably not. Yes, he doesn't mobile. But uh, he he brought like a card game to the, the table. And he kept us entertained during the, the dinner portion of the main event. Which otherwise I think would have been kind of a little bit more boring. A little bit more on the boring side. I don't know what was going on at your table. But... I was just, I was hanging out talking about tv and stuff my phone died so that wasn't fun but um yeah you're like damn it no um yeah, that was cool mm-hmm. cool cool all right so let's get it going huh so this is uh week six uh we're gonna start eu as we always do yep, yep so yep. the first matches were thursday july 13th um this is day one of week six eu lcs First matchup was Team Vitality versus Ninjas in Pajamas. And I bet you will never guess who won this one. Dun, dun, dun. 
It was Vitality. Uh, Team Vitality won this one. Ninjas in Pajamas still without a win. Win-less, as we call mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It just goes to show, like, what happens when you take a challenger team and put it into uh, LCS. Just yeah, they go undefeated like like but this is not an example of that. <laughs> no. Technically, you can say the same about G2 because they came from the challenger scene and, like, exploded. So, yeah. I guess. Um, but G2 is more of an outlier than. Yes. That all being said, Ninjas and Pajamas did take a game off of Vitality. Yeah, so but, they, the, but they didn't win anything. They did not win, no. But it was not a 2 0 stomp. No, but at the end of the day, they have zero in their They're win zero column. and eight, and they are not worth talking about. And that being said, Vitality is three and five, and they aren't worth talking about either. So let's True move on. Yeah, second game H2K versus Rocket, where H2K took it to them. Finally, H2K doing business. Actually, they have a six and two record right now. I don't know why I'm so down on H2K. Probably because they didn't make, they didn't do so well last split, but I Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's basically because they didn't make the final, like they didn't make it to the, the uh, semifinals. Yeah. So, so um, but yeah, H2K showing Rocket how to play. Um, <clears throat> cool. Then we go on to Friday, July 14th. This is day mm-hmm. two of week six, where you have Splice playing G2 Esports, where G2 Esports was looking really shaky from Rift Rivals. And they came out and they actually played well. Um, not top form, but a better, uh, just enough to beat Splice. So, yes. um, but both the, the this match this matchup was pretty good because both Splice and G two uh, before this match Splice was four and three and G two was three and three now it ends three or four and three and four and three so or no 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 yeah yeah that exactly that so Splice before this match was four and two and G two was three and three and now because G two had this victory they're evened out so. Um, I think this is less less a look at like, oh, G2 got a victory, yay, and more a look at like, oh, Splice is actually kind of a contender this split. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so don't listen to what I said. Uh, G2 murdered uh, Splice. Holy shit. I actually didn't watch this <laughs> game. So the first game, <laughs> they win them 14-4, to where they basically get a gold lead... Um, around the 16-minute mark, and don't let up, and yep. they end up winning. Then the second game, which is crazy, uh, they won 23-7. to seven. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a 51K uh, gold to 37.4K, and basically yes. they were winning from the 4-minute mark. They kind of stumbled at the 10-minute mark, and then G2 got it back around the 12-minute mark and never let go, so... Yeah, um, they they're looking. I what I will say is they are looking. They're looking. They're looking like oh man, that's what they're looking like right now. Uh, Ricky, you you cut in and out there. Oh, I said, I said, I think that uh, G two is looking angry right now. I think they're they're upset because they look stupid at Rift Rivals, and so they're, yeah. they're so they're going to beat up on aggressive. the little guy. Yeah, they're going to beat up on the little guy. This was their uh, get their confidence back match. 
Oh, you know what? I did watch the end of this the second game. Um, Perks played LeBlanc and went 11-1-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. Just crushing everybody. Um, so, yeah. I mean, good stuff. But we'll see when they play like a top-tier team. Yeah. Juno. Cool. Uh, so, moving on. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a 2-0 stop, by the way. Uh, moving on to the next match. Kind of hyphy ish was misfits versus unicorn of love yeah and you're uh you're spiking out really bad by the way am i yeah like you're you're dropping am i dropping that you, much you dropping bro do do i need to put the mic a little bit closer is this better uh is this good yeah yeah that's a little hang little on little let me nice. let me let me just yeah so uh we're gonna do Turn this down to here. And now can you hear every word that I say? I can hear every word you say. It sounds like you're every smoking. Every word that I say? It sounds like you're smoking. Um, what is that thing? Like a vape? You vape, bro? Like a vape? You know it's like, a, you know, like when you take a hit from vape and then you try talking afterwards? That's literally... What if I do... I can't hear you at all. But you can hear me now. I can hear you now. Okay. This is I'll great. leave it at this then. This is great podcasting, by the way. Great podcast. It's okay. It's okay. We will cut it out. And by we, I mean you. Actually, I won't. I'm not even going to fucking touch it. Um, cool. So, uh, Unicorns versus Misfits. So, game one, uh, Misfits come out swinging. And so, I say they come out swinging, but... Uh, the Okay, so... The reason why I hesitate is yes, they did win twenty-one to three. They ended the game uh, at twenty-eight minutes and thirty-eight seconds, uh, so just under the thirty-minute mark. Really good for them, but what was really the issue I feel was Xerxes pulled out Kindred in this mm-hmm. game one. And as as anyone who's listened to this podcast, Ricky can give you an hour's spiel about Kindred yeah. and how dumb of a champion she is right now um so basically no pressure anywhere uh she ended or they ended zero two and one um exile played galley on the mid lane against power uh, power of evil's uh, oriana who pretty much took off so the rest of the lanes didn't do too hot um so really bad game from yoel uh from the first game but then in true fashion, uh, Misfits don't know how to close out games. <laughs> so game two happens, and ba- uh, basically it goes back and forth uh, pretty much until about the 14-minute mark. And then they're going, and they're going. And then at the 21-minute mark, uh, Unicorns come back for just a second, literally just like a hair. And then Misfits bring it back until about the 28 minute mark and then you will have it for pretty much the rest of the game mm-hmm. um score ended 17 to 21 in uol's favor uol ended up winning um basically having about 7k more than um misfits i didn't see this game but looking at the gold graph and everything um uol pretty much had this early uh Misfits came back and were like, okay, let's hold this. We got a lead. We can do this. And then they just let it go. Um, 
in true Misfits fashion, as I would say. Uh, I really do like this team. Um, I just... They don't know how to close out games. And that's such... That's such a big hindrance. Like, that's literally what made Envy so bad last split. You yes. Know? Like, so... Well, then, I mean, but but that's something that, like, at least they can focus... I mean, that's also an issue that Echo Fox is having this split. That is an issue that they can focus on, but they have to realize that they have that issue. It kills me that Echo Fox right now is still having that same problem, where they'll get, like, crazy ahead, and then they just, like, don't know what to do once they hit 20 minutes. Right, and this this literally is what makes a team like makes or breaks a team whether or not they um do well in the season and especially now this is like crunch time we have literally three weeks left before playoffs start to go to worlds like this you've been literally playing this entire year for your chance to go to worlds like why why are you playing if you don't want to go to worlds you know so they need to they need to sure this thing up quick if they're going to i don't think they will this this has been like a mainstream thing for them since uh the 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 beginning of this split anyway so so yeah then uh game three unicorns of love uh same thing are pretty much fall behind by the five minute mark and uh misfits hold on to about till about the 24 minute mark and then unicorns of love have a big old team fight and just go ahead and take over. So yeah. Um, did, you, did you see the picks that Unicorns of Love made for this match? Um, I did not. I didn't okay, watch this so, game. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. But when I heard about the the picks, I was like, "Who the hell let them have all that?" Okay, so UOL, this is their roster. Uh, visit Chachi, visit Chachi on Nar. Mm-hmm. First off, and we know how he is on Nara. After oh, Rekka. I know. I, yeah. Okay. I know where you're yeah. going with this. Okay. Go ahead. Xerxy is on. Uh, Xerxy took Elise, which is a comfort pick for him. Uh, then you have your Vladimir on Exile in the mid lane, which is a really safe pick. And I mean, he didn't do amazing on it, but he definitely put in a lot of work on it. Right. And then finally, you have Samex on Caitlyn, which is a comfort pick for any goddamn pro in this game. And then you have uh, Hylisang. Is that how you say his name? Hylisang. Hylisang. Hylisang on Braum. Ew. Well, you, n- n- now you got to say the other thing, the one, the one <laughs> the, thing that they, um, Misfits grabbed to they they grabbed Blitzcrank, mm-hmm. and but they they went with a full pick comp, right? They went Kenan in the top lane. They went with uh, they went with Syndra uh, in the stupid, mid lane. Yeah, there you go, stupid orb lady lady in the mid lane, Syndra, and then they went with a uh, a Zaya ADC, and your your only semi tanks are Blitzcrank, which Blitzcrank builds, like, eh, tanky. And then you have, um, you have the, uh, the Gragas in the jungle, 
and Gragas started out with the the blue item like all pros do to get that early damage but because of that that just takes away from his ability to tank and he never even finished out a uh, gargoyle stone plate so the later this game went the less of a factor he became as a tank so yeah it was yeah it's just like who like uh yeah it's a good idea and like they had the means they had the pick comp but they didn't finish they didn't they didn't execute it yeah so i mean what do you <laughs> i mean what are you gonna do right yeah um, and yet somehow this match still ended 18 and 18 yeah well i mean because you got so many picks early on yeah you get all the picks early on from the Blitzcrank, but later on, it's just like, oh, let's pick the Vladimir. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> let's pl pick the Elise. She goes up into her stupid thing. Let's pick the Nar. He hops out. Or you're on Vizichachi, so he just becomes a god and then smashes you into a wall. Yeah, rip Cloud9. Uh, let's pull Caitlyn. Oh, wait, Braum jumped in the way. <laughs> Yeah, Caitlyn is, is usually at such a far distance that she should probably never be pulled, honestly. Even a flash, because they play on literally zero ping, if Blitzcrank flash cues, she has enough time to either net to the side or flash out. So, that, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, kind of interesting, but I mean, UOL pulls it out. Um, they need to be worried also. They, their performance hasn't looked stellar by any means. Um, and like I said, literally, we have three weeks left. Well, actually, NA has four weeks left because they're weird like that. They have one extra week than NA because they think they're better than us. But let's be real. They need the extra week of practice, right? You mean you mean EU has four weeks left. Is that what? And was I saying it the wrong way? Yeah, you were saying NA has four weeks left. Uh, sorry. EU has four weeks left because they need yeah. the extra practice. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Awesome possum. Uh-huh. Moving on. Moving on. We spent a long time on that one. Uh, yes, that was too much time. Saturday, July 15th, you have Rockat playing Mysterious Monkeys winning against Rockat. Uh, so they actually go two and six. And... Can I just say I really like the logo for Mysterious Monkeys? Yeah, I heard it's like, a ripoff of something, but I don't know what it is. I guarantee it's a ripoff of something. I'm almost positive that this is a ripoff of a uh, one of the Gorillas animated like music videos. I'm pretty sure this is a character oh, from a Gorillas yeah, animated music be. video. But it, I like it. I still like it a lot. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So mysterious monkeys go ahead and uh, beat Rock Hat. Yeah, Rock Hat's uh, not looking too good right now. No. Uh, and then we'll go to the last game: uh, Team Vitality versus Fnatic, where Fnatic just destroy them. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Them. Fnatic, and um, this has to be said: Fnatic did not play Fnatic style. Reckless was playing uh, meta eighty carries, and. Or actually, not even meta. Uh, he played Sivir one game, but he was always he would farm, and then he was always with his team, always with his team. Like it's like Rift Rivals. Like really was like, okay, guys, you guys need to get your shit together, and they got their <laughs> shit together. Like they were dominant 
Um, mm-hmm. So awesome, awesome. So uh, real quick, we're gonna go into the standings as of right now. And so basically, in Group A, if it ever loads, want me to do it? Uh, so, so in Group A, Fanatic is seven and one, followed by Misfits, who is four and three. G2, who is four and three, Rock Hat, who is two and six, and Ninjas in Pajamas at zero and eight. Tough. Then in group B, you have Unicorns of Love, who is now six and one. Uh, H2K, who is six and two. Splice, who is uh, four and three. And then finally, you have Team Vitality, which is three and five, and Mysterious Monkeys pulling up the rear with two and six. Why'd you say, and finally, Team Vitality, and then in the rear was? <laughs> Did I do that? Yeah, you're like, and finally, Team Vitality with the three and five, and in the caboose. <laughs> I don't know. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about ANA, essentially. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm right there with you, sir. Um, yep, so that's where they're sitting. Um, beans so we come over to the great the great american side where we're going to talk about basically how we did it last time uh we're going to do we're going to go by team instead of by day team 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 so the first team uh we'll just do game one uh so this was friday july 14th uh game Mm -hmm. one uh clg versus FlyQuest, where Mm -hmm. this was a, a fun match to watch very bloody um uh, yeah, just it was bloody, it was fun, and you got to see uh, Dardock got subbed out uh, the second game for Omar God, which is yeah. a um, their sub. He's new. He's yeah. new. Yeah, uh, first time right. on the LCS stage, I believe. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. yeah, because he played in the Challenger series on the LCS stage, but he didn't play in the LCS on an LCS stage until this game. Uh, he looked okay. I believe he played Olaf. Um, Nothing too spectacular from him, uh, to be honest. But I think they're just working him out. I think I think CLG was confident enough going into this match that they were just like, you know what, we can get some stage time on Omar God. Oh yeah, definitely get some reps. Like I I see the I see the thought process. Like we we already assume CLG is going to lose game two of any game, right? That's just what they've done. So you put Dardark in the first game, you get your a crazy like stomp win. And then game two happens, put Omar God in so he can get some reps. And if they end mm-hmm. up winning, awesome. If they lose, then you sub Dardock back in and finish it out, right? But yeah. uh, they actually win this this one. And you know why? Oh, my God. I fucking... Oh, I love Thresh. And you know who's Thresh I love the most? Who's? Oh, my God. Aphromoose? Afro Moo? Dude, holy shit, dude. He got, oh my god, I can't even explain. Hooks for days. It's not even the hooks, dude. It's the flash flays. He did hooks. Holy shit, dude. This guy did work this entire uh, this entire game. This entire series, learn, really. If you want to learn how to play Thresh, you watch this game and you watch Afro Moo. Because he is a god on this champion. Yes, yes, yes. Um, let me, I'm pulling it up real quick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he went 2-2 two, two and 16 
Uh, his team ended up with 24, 24 kills. Damn, Sticks A ended out this game 10, 0, and 11. Like, that's a that's an absolute stomp. Poor Wild Turtle. Yeah, and it was, and it was all off the back of, of Aphromo. Like, he yeah. literally, oh my gosh, every time he saw someone, he... He had such good positioning. And then uh, another thing we do need to mention that who he is pulling out the um, Velkaz, which is mm -hmm. really fun to see. I, I like Velkaz as a champion. Um, and who he seems to play him pretty pretty well. Um, yeah. Hashtag ge geometry, baby. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Spazzy's, Spazzy was probably pretty happy to see that hit the rift for professionals. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so CLG, go ahead and 2 0 this. Um, pretty pretty bad on FlyQuest part. Uh, the other thing I have to mention is uh, <laughs> Dardock died to a Balls 1v1. Granted, he was playing... Uh, Dardock was playing uh, Nar into Rumble, which is already a losing matchup for the first couple of What did I say? <laughs> you said Dardock. Dardock? Goddamn, dude. Yeah. Darshan played yeah. Nar against um, Balls' Rumble. Which, granted, Balls has always been known for his rumble, and Nar into rumble is a losing matchup early on. But it was mm -hmm. just funny that uh, Balls solo killed him. I mean, Darshan still ended in the positive. I'm pretty sure Balls also pulled off a, a double kill, didn't he? Under his own turret? I I, have no, I don't remember. Okay. But... um. <clears throat> I think the big thing to pull away from this game and uh, CLG putting in Omar God is that, hey, if anyone out there has Dardock as their jungler for fantasy LCS, you might want to think of picking up another jungler because Dardock is now going to get half the points. Yep. So... Just be aware of that. I've dropped everyone from my roster who's not seeing 100% of the play. So, <laughs> so just be weary of that. Mm -hmm. um, cool. So we, yeah. need, we need to move on to the next one. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Do you want to go through FlyQuest or CLG? Um, let's go through CLG because their next one is was a, up against Team Dig. a crazy one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, CLG faced off against Team Dignitas on Saturday at 12 p.m. Saturday, the 15th of July, and uh, they lost. It was it was a 2-0 stomp, was it not? Yes, yes, yes it was 2-0 stomp. Team Dignitas came out on top. They looked. Uh, I I went back and I watched the highlights for this match. They looked like they were much more together. There were instances where you know you have Aphromu getting like pulling picks for CLG and everything like that. But Dignitas never looked shaken. They 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 looked like they were able to keep their composure and everything like that. There were some moments on their comms where they were like, should should we just like they were they were getting kind of far ahead in, in one of these matches and they were like, should we just end it? And I don't I forgot who said it, but one of them was just like, let's play it safe and let's just like take a Baron and then take the win and right as he said that i want to say uh i don't i don't believe it was dixay i want to say either i i think like who he came out of uh 
the base and tried to try to get off some damage and they all jumped him at the same time and they were like oh it's a 5v4 now yeah let's take the base <laughs> yeah um uh, one so we do have to mention so adrian made his debut on finally Dignitas. i was waiting for someone to pick up adrian well he's been picked up by dignitas for a while now hasn't he yeah i know but they just haven't been playing him right like but because for a while there wasn't i believe he was on uh immortals no not immortals who whose roster what did they pick him up for so after so he was on he was on Phoenix he One. was on liquid oh yeah he got picked up by liquid and got played for like a game i think i'm pretty sure if that and then they just like pulled him off because he wasn't he wasn't stroking that uh, double fd as much as he should have so they pulled him off. He went to Dignitas, and now he's he's doing really good. He, he took the uh, the Thresh. He took it away from Aphromoo. And I approve. I approve of Dignitas' message. Um, someday it didn't pop off like I would have liked him to, but he did put in a lot of work. No, Altec did really well, though. Yeah. Um, I, Caesar, I Caesar could, would be proud. Caesar should have picked up Altec by, right now or a buy now for Dignitas, and if he hasn't, I'm going to to piss him off. Like, I will do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool mm-hmm. beans. Um, cool. So then we'll go... On to the next, <clears throat> sir. So that was Dignitas. Dignitas, <laughs> Dignitas played uh, two matches. So the second match was to Team... Phoenix won. Uh, this was Sunday, July 16th. <laughs> Team Phoenix won. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I was saying. Um, now, su- surprisingly, this one did not end in a 2-0 stomp. This one went 2-1. Uh, yes. So, this was one of the three that did end in a 2-1, not a 2-0. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, Phoenix... Phoenix One had a lot of hype when they went to Rift Rivals. They came back and they're playing American teams and they don't look as stellar. Um, I think this just affirms that EU is crap. Yeah, um, uh, we do have to say that um, Altec and Adrian look re- like really good in the bot lane. Yeah. Granted, I mean, it's not. it should not be better than Arrow... Exp- uh, Smithy, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. special. I keep getting people's names mixed up this episode. Arrow special, arrow special, yes, but um, yeah, um, it, I... it could also be that uh, Phoenix One probably spent all their time uh, preparing for the TSM game, uh, because you do have to take that kind of in a, in a factor. Because if you remember, Team Dig wasn't really doing too well going into this week, mm-hmm. so uh, they looked really shaky. So, uh, I, yeah. I will say that I'm happy to see uh, I'm happy to see Callista find her way back into play because she's like she's such a rare ADC to see now, and so now that she's being played in pro play, she's obviously like her play rates going up in in regular. But I don't like it that uh, I like Kogma, right? Mm-hmm. But Kogma isn't great right now 
I know no, these he, are pros. He was, he was good in the uh, Lulu meta, but he's not good now. Yeah, he's not he's not very good. He's well, not, I think he's not safe enough. I think the idea behind playing Kogma is like you have uh, you put a Galio in the mid lane, and then when you have Kogma going off, you use Galio ult to get to him, and so that way you get kind of like a a light Lulu ult on Kogma. Not to mention you get a bunch of CC to follow it up, right? Right. But it's just it's still not great. And I, I, I do not approve of the message that the pro players are sending out when they're like, "Oh yeah, let's play Kogma." Like Kogma's, I, I don't feel he's at a strong enough place right now to to start playing him again, especially in a matchup against like Callista. Callista's monstrous right now. I think as far as pro play goes, not not anything as far as regular play goes, but I think she's really good, and I think the pros. Pro players know how to play her, so she's doing really well. And you put that up against a Kogma who can't outrun anyone to save its life. It's a win. Yeah. That's uh, if you want to know like how to play um, Callista? Callista like to perfection, you have to watch the CLG. Uh, Digni- was it Dig? No, not Dignitas. I'm sorry. Uh, CLG Flag uh, Watch. Uh, when watch Afro, stick on it. Yeah, when Afromu gets gets uh, the hook onto Lemonation, like mm-hmm. the auto attack, auto attack Q forward into auto attack, like beautifully done. Whole. Yeah. I've never seen a Kalissa do that so flawlessly, and that combo is super hard uh, as a Kalissa player. Well, yeah. I I don't. I actually don't consider myself a Callista player because I'm not skilled enough. But but you still know the combos because you're an ADC and you study that stuff. I'm surprised yeah. no one has brought out uh, Vayne yet. I'm surprised uh, no Vane's one has too, dared to risky. Vayne. So, so the, a lot of thing is, like, Callista is a short-range AD carry, right? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really provide much. Short-range-ish. Right, she but has she the doesn't same really attack range as most other AD carries. Right, but she doesn't build like crit. She builds like she she is all about throwing spears in you, and then she's gonna rip them all out and do a shit ton of damage. Right, so she needs like a prolonged team fight. Um, she, the reason she used why to not build crit, but because they does, changed Runons, she does barely now build crit. I mean, her her build path is still the same: Blade of the Rune King, you know, Runons and all that other stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. the reason why they would pick her over Vayne is because she has Baron and Dragon security. Because yeah. you can just rip it out and smite at the same time and secure yeah. Baron Dragon easily. That's why yeah. she's played over Vayne. Uh, but they're both so risky to take in any game. So, But mm-hmm. if you pair it with... it, Literally, if you pair a Kalista with a Tom Kench or a Thresh, Thresh specifically... Um, there, it's like the safest lane you could be in. So, yep. Ooh, uh, even Rakan, actually, uh, Rakan's really strong with her too, because um, yeah. he could just hop in, shield, and then she'll throw him back in or something like that. So, yeah. Well, I really, I really enjoyed the match or the uh, the combo of the Callista Thresh because they provide each other so much mobility. So you can you can be Callista, you can grab a Thresh from behind you, 
throw him out, he could throw back his lantern and lantern you up to where he is. Like, you could literally cross an entire screen's worth of distance with a Thresh Callista combo. Yeah, and in laning phase, like, she can be up auto-attacking, auto-attacking, and Thresh could be standing back when his uh, shield is up or his lantern, mm-hmm. so she can just always be in safety. Same thing, he can be up in the front, and then if he ever gets like, attacked by multiple people, if like a gank comes, she can always pull him to her. Such a safe lane. Um, but yeah, um, Alltech looks really good on this character as well. Um, yeah. We kind of strayed away from the Team Dig Toss versus Phoenix 1 game, but um, yeah, Team Dig Toss looking really good. Shrimp is like their solid uh, jungler now. Um, yeah, he's their full timer now. Chaser and they drop they drop Chaser. No there. Yep. Yeah. So so uh, let's move on to match two and just quickly run over it. This is the one that Phoenix won. Won obviously. Um, this match ended very much like the first match, only in favor of Phoenix won, where it ended seventeen and four. I believe the first match ended. Uh, what it was like sixteen and four in Dignitas. Wait wait, wait 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 wait. Are you talking matches or games? I'm talking. I'm talking the match. The I don't game. think. I don't think we clarified. Uh, technically, a game. Okay, is game two. Each individual game, game and match. Yes, is and then the, the match overall. is the okay. I got. I get what you're saying. I was like, okay, wait, game two. Win. Okay, there you go. In, in game two, Phoenix won won the the second game. Correct. Right, and uh, they also took Kalissa. When when Phoenix won one, Arrow took Kalissa. Arrow finished the game. 6 0 oh, and 9. The same way in the first game, Alltech finished the game 6 0 oh, and 9. Alltech took Tristana and he went 2 3 and 1 for this match. Scripted? So yeah. So I think I think they uh <laughs> scripted. Yeah. No, I think I think there's a lot of power coming out of Callista right now and it's just kind of it is sitting like no one's really paying attention to it. No one really pays attention to the plays of a Callista unless it's like the final team fight because you can also look at Phoenix one side and you also have Mike Young on Nidalee he went he had a 6-0-9 record for this match or for this game game set match is he I think he's isn't he undefeated on his Nidalee still incorrect that's incorrect oh dang yeah because their first match he was playing Nidalee Oh, was he? Oh, okay. Yeah. So Dang. he he is defeated now, and also, uh, yeah, just like people are like the meme is real. Mike Young, who? <laughs> Who's Mike Young? <laughs> yeah. So the third, so the third game, Callista was banned um, yeah. by uh, P one, and mm-hmm. yep, they lost because of it. So <laughs> yeah, they. They didn't want to risk. Uh, they didn't want to risk all tech getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So and, let's, and, yeah. Let's move on. Cool. Let's, let's uh, so on the next the game, game, Phoenix won, lost was against TSM. TSM coming back from Rift Rivals, super strong. Um, holy shit, this team looks really good. Uh, really scary yeah, to see. Do. Like, literally, I think they're actually top form. As of right now, mm-hmm. uh, would you consider them just as strong as they were last season, like finals times? 
I would say that their their overall performance is equal to um, where they were at the end of uh, 2015 or summer two thousand or no, not 2015, summer 2016 split. But I will say that the uh, the where the power is coming from on the map has changed, right? So. They do have double lift back, and double lift has been looking better. But he doesn't—he still doesn't look quite up to where he was at the end of 2016. I think a lot of the power now is uh, Spence Garen is really coming into his own out of the jungle, and then uh, you always have Bjergsen in the mid lane, of course. Um, and then I don't. Let me let me look real quick. I don't remember how Hanser did during this match. Now Hanser did good because Hanser's always been good on uh, Nar. And he has his gnar back. So yeah, it's... Uh, no, he's always been good on his Callista. Or God damn it, he's it's always Hanser. been good on his Camille. And Camille is back for some reason. They buffed her, and Hanser has realized it. They did okay. They changed one number. She's a broken fucking character, dude. Oh my what? gosh, she's so broken. They Calista? changed one thing. They changed one thing on her. Okay, one. but she has a kit filled with like three champions in there. Easy. Her her biggest asset is the fact that she can crit a tower. Or not crit. She can true damage a tower. I that don't, is, I don't that, know, man. That is the that is the like most powerful part of her kit. And also, she could use that same true damage on a champion and, and get a kill, of course. But as far as split pushing goes, she I could mean, be taking a tower, and then she hits her, uh, what is it, her Q. And then you wait that 1.5 seconds, and it comes back up for the true damage. And you use that on the tower, and it does so much damage. I mean, she also so does much. have a, a dash ability that can get you pretty much an entire screen. Uh, from one to the other, it could go yes, over terrain. You have a you have an ability that uh, sweeps an area in front of you, a cone yes. that if you hit a champion, it will heal you and it will slow them. You have an ulti that will lock one person in and push everybody else out. You have so much, and then yeah, you have your true damage on your Q. Um, broken fucking champion, dude. Like I don't know. <laughs> Are you gonna pick up? Are you gonna pick up Camille anytime no, soon? I'm not a top. Do you think anymore. Camille is gonna pop up in any of your games anytime soon? Um, no, because she has such a high variance in her kit that she top players will play her phenomenally, and she'll you, watch she's OP. But do you want to know the reason why Camille is seeing play right now? Because she's a broken ass champion. No, because they nerf Fiora. They, they, aren't, they weren't. They weren't playing on that on that patch. She just got nerfed this patch, and they were playing last patch. Yes, but the pros know that she's going to get nerfed. Yeah. So why don't you just pick Fiora? Oh, Fiora's banned. Yeah. Ha! Fiora's banned not because she was nerfed. <laughs> You're <laughs> wrong anyway. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, nerd. Yeah. So uh, story of this uh, match was uh, Bjergsen, uh being a beast. In everything he does. Isn't he always? Uh, yeah. Um, 
funny enough, his uh, his Galio won again. <laughs> I just think it's funny every time he wins on Galio now. Yeah. And then um, I really do think that if you want to target ban, you cannot let Bjergsen have Talia or Talia, however you want to say it, or mm-hmm. Syndra. Um, those are probably his by far two best champions that he can always uh, impact the entire game with. So, uh, good shit by him. Yeah. Cool, cool. So let's move on to uh, TSM's next game, where they went up against the... <laughs> oh, TSM went up against the victorious, very defeated, esteemed, defeated Team Liquid. Yes. The uh, what, what was the last thing they won? Oh, relegations. Yes. Um, the relegation champions... <laughs> of uh spring 2017 uh team liquid where they basically just took a massive shit on them um it wasn't (laughs) even close actually uh it was close for a little bit i i guess i shouldn't say it that way uh Mm -hmm. one game was a i believe was the first game was a little closer than we would have liked it to Mm -hmm. um Basically, uh, they kind of TSM was ahead till about the uh, 14 minute mark, and yep. we're actually ahead for you know four minutes. And then TSM's like, "Okay, we're actually going to take this back." And um, yeah, so uh, uh, again, you cannot give Bjergsen, um Syndra, and he went off this game. He went 10, two, and four on the first game. Um, second game. Second game was uh, the, uh, how do they say it? Bio Daddy? The Bio Daddy. Yeah, so Double Lift and Biofrost went off this game. Uh, Double Lift went 11, 4, and 3. Biofrost matched him 0, 0, and 11. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristana and Braum, like, geez, man. he. I, if you look at it, Tristana can jump in front of you, right? Um, or jump on top of you, but she has yeah. long range, so very safe champion. She has a Braum to jump in front of him. She has us a, a Sejuani, which I really do like. Spinscarian Sejuani looks really good uh, to jump in front, and you have a Kled to hop in front. And on top of everything, if someone ever does get to the back line, you have Bjergsen on Cassiopeia, who has a Miasma, who doesn't let anybody go anywhere. Um, so good stuff piglet we do have to make a mention to him uh he tried to break the mold a little bit i think this was more of a cheese uh for like because yeah. they early picked the corky thinking that making him think that it was going to go mid i think yeah i think that they uh i think the piglet took corky basically because he played mid lane last year or last split that's the whole reason why. I think he took Corky because he was like, I have some practice on this champion from playing at mid last split. And so, yeah, he played he played Corky. Do you see what his support is? Oh, yeah, Galio. Can, can you tell me why it might be a bad idea to play Galio into Braum? Um, besides everything? <laughs> um, it's like, oh, I taunted you. Oh, you stunned me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They've been playing with this for a while now, and it's just... I don't know. I don't like Galio in the bottom. He doesn't get tanky enough with the items. 
and he's not very impactful. He doesn't have the mana sustain either to completely like consistently be a threat. It's um, basically just line. a really bad idea. Yeah, but I mean, it's also a flex pick, which some teams like to have in their arsenal, but it's mm-hmm. like, but you don't do it well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. He did go 1-5-11, and 11, so um, I didn't actually watch this game specifically. Yeah. Um, I watched the highlights, obviously. But, um, I mean, he was doing things for his team, but that pick alone, like, they don't, I don't know. I, I personally don't like the galley in the bottom lane. I hardly like it in the mid lane. I think t- top lane is the best lane for it, and I don't see it there anymore. So, yeah, cool. That uh, is true. Team Liquid is still garbage. Garbage. And but speaking you know, of Team Liquid, what's up? Uh, you're you're about to find out what I was about to say. So now we're gonna go to Team Liquid's second match, where on. Saturday, they played against FlyQuest. Hell yeah. At 3 p.m. But now, for my statement, we just closed our loop. Oh, shit. Did we? That's <laughs> weird. How did we go yeah. last time? Okay, that's fine. No, uh, cause... No, it, it's just because like the right teams happen to play each other. That's the only uh, reason why we okay. close the loop. So that's just something to keep in mind when we do it in this format. Anyway... Team Liquid lost to FlyQuest. FlyQuest looked meh during this match, and Team Liquid looked even more like eh during this match. So, uh, yeah, FlyQuest won. Yeah. Um, It's good to see that FlyQuest wins against Liquid because Liquid is overall the worst possible team to have. uh, Can I say that I, I, like, as far as, like, the players of Team Liquid, like, I like Inori. But Inori's not doing good lately. He even he ended up playing like Maokai during these matches. Oh, I like Maokai. He did. He yeah. played it. He played it wrong. If you if you watch this well, match, uh, Jack specifically points out every time that he did a mistake. Um, yeah. Basically, your sapling toss. If you you can't bunch them up anymore because the extra damage when they hop on and they do the little popping afterwards, it, it doesn't stack. It doesn't stack. So you're supposed yeah. to periodically set them up in the brush and then run them through one by one. Um, mm-hmm. So just stuff like that. I mean, Jat is a very well-known tank jungler player, so um, he knows the ins and outs of that. But I mean, good on but, Inori. Uh, you, who would, if I told you last split that Inori would be playing a tank jungler, I'm pretty sure you'd slap me in the face. So Yeah, well, kind of. But I feel really bad for Lorlo, dude. Because Lorlo really wants this team to come together, and Lorlo is actually a pretty talented player. Oh, Lorlo is going to go to a really good team next year. Can you imagine Lorlo so. on FlyQuest next year? With absolutely. The, with their shakeups, with the shakeups they're probably going to have. I'm assuming Balls absolutely. High and Lemon leave. So, because anytime the Team Liquid is getting close to a victory, it's off of Lorlo. Yeah, and I've said it forever. Lorlo does not deserve to be on this team. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely not top, top tier, but he definitely doesn't have any room to grow on this team at all. Like, he's just, he's just there. He's goalie, dude. He's like trying to get, he's trying to herd cats, and he's just like, hey, we might have EU listeners, and that would be referred to as keeper. Keeper. He's, he's keeper. You, you are right. He is the keeper. Uh huh. 
Um, yeah, so there's that. So uh, as I said, we closed our loop. So now we just need to move to the next one. So I'm thinking what we do is we just jump back to day one and go to match number two of day one, which was Immortals versus uh, Echo Fox. Echo, and that, Echo. That was the uh, 6 p.m. game on Friday, July 14th. And Immortals performed a 2-0 stomp. Now, I watched this match on Friday. Ooh, give me the deets. So here's what I'm going to say. Immortals didn't, like, this is a 2-0 stomp, definitely. But Immortals didn't, like, pop off and then just run over Echo Fox. Echo Fox got a huge amount of pressure around the map early, both matches. Like they did, they did a really good job. There was some really odd like roster swaps where they went like, "Oh, you know what? Let's put in uh, Demonte in mid lane instead of Froggen," and then they also put in uh, Mash. Yeah, they put in Mash in the in the jungle, right? And I thought no, no, both no. of Mash, those Mash Mash is oh yeah Mash eighty carry. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well they haven't done this, you know, like. They haven't done this before, but okay. I don't know why you would take out Froggen, but sure, put in Demonte and Mash. Like, who cares? Um, so Demonte and Mash performed okay. They performed mediocre. They performed about what I would say. I would actually say Mash performed better than uh, what's his face does. Their other AD carry. Keith, yeah. yeah. I would say MASH performed better than Keith. But they were able to distribute like a really good amount of pressure around the map early on. And I was I was getting worried for Immortals because the kills weren't coming through for them, except for on Pole Belter. Pole Belter was rotating around the map. He really early on got like I wanna say he got like a double kill early on. He was able to get a really early gunblade at on uh he was playing leblanc and so he was roaming around the map he was split pushing he would look for kills whenever he wanted to and by the end of the game he was just like he is like this unkillable leblanc his his end build was a death cap a gunblade a uh a freaking uh, Banshee's Veil, he went Sork Shoes, he went Void Staff, and then he went Morello Nomicon. No, he didn't. He went by the Soul Stealer. Yes. There you go. They're both, I mean, they're both, they're both, they're both, they're both books. books. They're both books. That's, <laughs> that's okay. I was about to, I was about to argue with you, and I was like, wait a minute. No, you're right. <laughs> so, As yes. I am usually, sir. He, he went Soul Stealer, and so he he was anytime he came there was a few plays where Demonte tried to pop the ult on Pole Belter and Pole Belter just completely saw it coming and turned away and then turned back and jumped on Demonte and killed him. Demonte was Cassiopeia, by the way. Yep, Cassiopeia with the uh, the stun ult. So there's there was a lot of times where he was just like he was definitely the star player of this of these games. Um and then game two came around, and it was literally the exact same story. It was um, the other members of Immortals did get become a lot more active, but if you look at like 
the the end score for the second match was 15 and 24. Pretty bloody, right? Mm -hmm. um, it ended in favor of Immortals. But Echo Fox was ahead in kills, I want to say, all the way up until like the 15, maybe the 20 minute mark. If yeah, I, it was I about think. 17 minutes. Yeah. So they were ahead in kills, and then Immortals just slowly, you know, started getting those picks and everything like that. They put Cody Sun on uh, on Twitch, which was awesome because Cody Sun popped off. He ended up going eight one and eight, which was great. Sorry if that put a, made a loud noise in the microphone. Kind of hit it. Yeah, how dare you? Um, and then Pole Belter was able to get a lot of plays around the map. He was able to obstruct the enemy using uh, what's her name help me out here i'm looking at her face right talia he's able <laughs> to use talia he is he was able to rotate around the map and then also a kind of interesting surprise for this match was uh you have smithy playing nidalee uh -huh. which was kind of cool he didn't do nearly as well as like a mike young or a lyra but he did actually get pretty ahead with her and he had almost a full build by the end of the match this match only went 38 minutes so it was kind of impressive uh flame went cled and i kind of feel like cled is the perfect champion for flame i wouldn't say he is the best on cled by any means but i will say that cled is kind of the perfect champion for him where it's like when it's go time it's freaking go time there was I a know. really i i would uh i would I would highly consider Flame just as good as a like a Renekton fits his playstyle. Like yes. you pop your ulti and you just go and you just mm. destroy everybody. So But there there was a really funny moment during this matchup where uh I wanna say Xmithy wanted to dive uh Looper under tier two turret. And so Flame popped his ultimate on Kled and started running towards the turret, right? And so Looper got over to the wall as far as he could, and Kled just ran by. <laughs> it was so, it was really funny to watch. It's, uh, it's just like, so now you have Smithy underneath the tower, and he's like trying to get off this, this, this gank. And he ended up actually, I think he got the kill, but he also gave over a kill to Looper which was not as planned because you're supposed to have the cled there to tank it up, but just didn't happen. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, what I do want to say about this is, <clears throat> I'm not talking about the game specifically, but um, so in game one, if we look at it, uh, Echo Fox has in um, Demonte in the mid lane, MASH mm -hmm. has AD carry, and Acadian in the jungle, right? So those yeah. are the three players we're looking at. So second game of the same match um demonte still in mid lane which is fine and now you have grig as jungle and keith as your ad carry so they received a lot of flack for that too because acadian did perfectly fine and mash did perfectly fine in the previous game right so i i don't think it's uh so i mean a statement was already taken put it out already that this they're just this is their 10-man roster they're they want to get everyone some reps um which kind of makes sense because they aren't the lowest of the low right now uh echo fox and it's almost a, a certain that they're going to let rick fox's team into franchising 
Um, what I'm curious for is, so I'm a Cloud9 fan, right? They brought in Ray and Impact, and they did, they swapped time, right? Mm-hmm. I think you need to go one step further, and I think the way that this is actually probably works best for you is to have two subs, but play them at the exact same time. So if you sub one out, you sub the other out, because that way those two have will always have the same playing time, so that way they have the same synergy with each other. So because so if you like what we're doing here is first game you have Acadian in the jungle, second game you swap him out for Greg. You have Keith uh, in second game as AD carry, but the first game was Mash, right? So mm-hmm. the way they do it might be fine and, and okay if you have Greg and Keith always together and you have uh acadian and mash always together does does that make sense like i feel like like... i get what you're saying but at the same time i'm looking at these other na teams and these teams don't swap players they they have the same consistent cohesion or non-cohesion in some cases throughout all three matches Right. So, which, so which when is, you're doing is, is is the best for you in that split, but as like an entire and like as an in, in in its entirety, I think that if you do have subs like Cloud Nine does have, I feel like they have a good idea about it because Ray has a specific playstyle that he thrives at, whereas Impact mm-hmm. has a different one. But mm-hmm. if you could match that with somebody else and give them the exact playing time i feel like that might be the key that north america is looking for as far as uh splitting time um and the second thought i've had about this was i think fox is literally they have already they i'm pretty sure they think that they've solidified their spot as franchising and what they're doing is they're showing riot like hey we have these 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 um we have this 10, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, <laughs> a 10-man ten, roster, sorry. So they have, yeah. a t- they have a 10-man roster, and they're not afraid of letting these young guys get LCS experience, which is what Riot wants you to do with a sister, with your uh, academy team, as they're calling them, uh, coming into franchising, right? Because they want five players underneath the main players that will eventually come up and have play time. So I think that this is a, they're already solidified. They probably won't get go to like relegations in like like quotes or whatever, you know, so there's no relegations at the end of this. But I feel like they might be, they feel like they're solidified and they are able to move these people in and out and show Riot that they're willing to do this. So I think uh, that's my take on it. It's probably wrong, um, but... Yeah, so I wanted to say those two things. But that being said, they NA isn't in the same situation as like say Korea, where right, like they're, all they're, the teams, all the teams there have like all these uh, sub players, and these sub players actually see a lot of play, and these sub players do a lot of practicing with the team and everything in the off time. Whereas here in NA, it's like the I. 
like you you work with the team that's good and then like if something goes wrong it's like well crap and you end up with things like Afro playing ADC while Joey's here and they're like yeah Joey's a funny guy we had to fly him in from LA like Joey's not living at the CLG house they don't they don't have Joey just on hand he's not like one of their dudes he's not going to walk up on stage in worlds to put his hands on the trophy He's just like the backup. He's the fall guy in case something happened, right? Mm-hmm. So now I I like what Rick Fox is doing. He's trying to change that. He's trying to make it to where it is a 10-man roster. You have these players that you could swap in, swap out. They could have hot weeks and stuff like that. But that also means that you're having players get half the amount of play time on the stage during any split, right? which can hurt their performance against these other teams like TSM, which has been together now for going on two years. Right. And I think, honestly, like, the reason why I think that they feel like they're solidified in their spot is because, literally, I mean, we said it three times already, they have three weeks left of this split before playoffs. Like, this is crunch time for Worlds, right? And they're subbing in players that have hardly seen any playtime. Like, that's... That's unheard of. Like, like even though Demonte might do well in this roster, you don't take out Froggen. Froggen is like your lead man. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like, I, I don't know that. Just be, like Froggen <laughs> is always like maybe Froggen's the reason why they don't do well after a certain point. But Froggen's numbers are always like phenomenal, right? He's an amazing mid laner. He has so much knowledge. He's a veteran. Why would you take? If you wanted to win, you wouldn't take out him. He is your basically be all end all for um, winning matches. Yeah. So um, that that's why I think they don't think they're going to world, so they're not even going to try. So they're going to experiment and see what happens. So. Yeah, I like. I think I think Rick Fox has a good idea, and I think that they're. Their experimentation is a good thing. It'll probably, at some point in time, help NA out for the better if other teams kind of follow suit and start doing the same thing. Well, but they will right have now, to do a 10-man roster uh, next year because that's part yeah. of the stipulation. You have a five-man uh, academy team on top of your five-man main team. So uh, That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but that all being said, yeah, uh, Immortals won second match. Uh, Cody Sun popped off. He went eight one and eight on Twitch, mm-hmm. and it was fun. And I will say, in the second match, uh, kill to death wise, Demonte actually did better than Pole Belter, but kill death assist wise, Pole Belter won. Pole Belter was able to facilitate his team more. Yeah. Demonte did do like Demonte played really well. I don't know if he could have done, like, if he did better than what Froggen could have done, but DeMonte did play well. I think it would be easy to ban against him because all he played was uh, Stupid Orb Lady. What's his champion? Sandra. Yeah, Sandra. Stupid Orb Lady. Stupid Orb Lady. Like, she throws snowballs. Hey, man, have you seen the SKT skin? Like, she's not a Stupid Orb Lady. She's amazing. (laughs) She, She is amazing. But... I love that. Anyway. <laughs> cool. So anyway. we'll go on to uh, Echo Fox's second uh, 
match this week <laughs> was against. Sure, sure. Let's move on to Echo Fox's second match. Yeah. I mean, we got to get out of the way, right? This was yeah. another... Well, uh, <laughs> I, I see what you did. Yeah. You looked ahead, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You're saving it for last. Okay. I, uh, That's gonna... fine. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's all bad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one was the second uh, 2-1 of the entire week six. Uh, so Echo Fox versus Envy basically started out pretty much on an even keel. Uh, the first game didn't really, nothing really happened till basically the about twenty minutes or so, yeah, mm. about twenty minutes or so, where um, Fox just basically gets a, um, I want to say they get a pick. Uh, they go into a team yeah. fight. Oh well, yeah, they get a pick on um, the Seraph. Was it Nisky? It was no, Seraph. Yeah, they get a pick on Seraph. Uh, they take Baron. And they kind of just, kind of just snowball their lead from there, which is good to see <laughs> from them. They, they were, it, God, this is painful. Okay, so Echo Fox ended this match sixty-one uh, k versus Envy's forty-eight k, right? Almost forty-nine k, but forty-eight k. This match ended. With nine kills on Echo Fox, six kills on Envy. This match wasn't that interesting to watch. No. At all. Boring. And they put in they put in Diamante again, they put in Keith again, they put in Greg again. Right. Um and they won. They won the match, which was cool. But it like even then I'm still like so then uh, we'll actually just go to, to, to the next game where basically once Envy stepped on the rift, it yeah. was, uh, I'm sorry, it about the two-minute mark, uh, they pretty much took over. <laughs> yeah, at, uh, at two minutes. They yeah. ended 19, 19 to two. Uh, basically, Niski's uh, Syndra, or bitch, however you say it, <laughs> uh, mm, went 8 and 7, lady. really good. Lyra's... Uh, Elise is really good with the 4 and 12 line. And then Hakuo, the uh, unsung hero he always is, excuse me, went 0 0 and 11 on his uh, Tom Kench. Uh, Acadian so, does not look good on Nunu. I don't know. So I, I want to point out that a lot of pro players are pulling out Nunu now right. because they're exploiting uh, one, the fact of how safe it is to counter jungle with him. Like, even if you run into the enemy jungler, they're exploiting that. I want to put out there that Nunu got hotfixed. He got nerfed. It is not as safe to play him and go and counter jungle and everything unless you know the enemy's jungling route and you can actually place yourself around them without running into them. So please don't play him. (laughs) Um, And then uh, special note about this one... um, I think this is the first time I've seen him. Um, Fox's top laner, Brandini. Yeah, Brandini uh, came in. Uh, didn't look didn't look too stellar on his first. I mean, he made Seraph look really good, which is really bad. Uh, if Seraph yeah. ever looks good, uh, then something. And not wrong. he didn't only make Seraph look good. He made Seraph okay. So Brandini played Shen, 
which Shen becomes like one of the tankiest champions in the game. And he, he played it into Seraph's Jarvan, which is a good champ right now. Don't get me wrong. But I would not have expected this much of a loss Shen into Jarvan. Yeah, well, you also got to take into consideration that Akadian wasn't really doing anything early on. Yeah, and you have Lyra player. coming up, and yeah, Lyra's playing plenty of ganks going on. Yeah, so. so there's all that to consider, but still, god damn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, right, so that go, was game two. Let's yep. run over to game three real quick. Game three, basically. Um, very un- uneventful. Um, it was pretty much back and forth until about the 13-minute mark. And then Envy, not like... The, the only thing I can say is, like, it, it just felt like they just, like, bled them out. They didn't really, like, win a team fight and then just, like, snowball. They just, like, slowly gained the lead and just, like, never let go. And slowly but surely they ended up winning <laughs> uh scoreline ended up six two three in, in that's favor. disgusting and that it was so 40 disgusting. minutes yeah um it's just they, it was brutal to watch they had a fourteen thousand gold lead like this should have been over quickly yeah but hey uh yeah. they showed they showed fox how you play uh calm and steady and you can still win so um whatever do you cool. think they were doing it to taunt Echo Fox? They were just like, ha ha, no, you I mean, guys can't this, kill us. No, this this is literally, like, so, remember I was ta- talking about Envy last season? This is literally mm. what plagues them. It still plagues them. They are a team who has great early game with Lyra in the jungle, but can't get it going mm. later on. Oh. It's just, it's like, it's what Envy does. It's very... Yeah, it's it's kind of questionable. Okay, so let's uh, let's rip off this bandaid, shall we? Going on to the next game. Oh, uh, my boys. (laughs) I need to have a talk with my boys real quick. Um, we're following Envy over to Cloud Nine in this last game, or in this in this match. Yeah. Um. So I know the memes. Uh. I know people were sick at Rift Rivals. Granted, they were 3-3, three and three, which was the same record as the best EU team. Uh, them and uh, Unicorns of Love ended the group stage 3-3. Three and three. Not looking stellar. Um, I will say that the one game in the next series we talk about is better, but um, uh, Cloud9 just not looking up to par <laughs> uh, they aren't looking especially fresh no uh again a lot of it a lot of it is very very easily the top lane focus right um it's scene nine uh has impact who is like an exceptional nar player right and it just doesn't seem like he can really get going mm-hmm. or it didn't mm-hmm. seem like he got going on that uh, so Impact played um, both games uh, against Envy, and uh, I guess technically this game was more of contracts, not really getting 
going. Uh, the first game he went one four and one, and then the second game he went five or one five and six. Um, just not very good. Uh, Sneaky keeps getting caught out, and honestly, it's like it's like I don't even know. Like Sneaky's my boy. Don't get me wrong, but uh, there was a uh, an ash arrow that came right at, at him towards the later team fight where I don't know I, I didn't see his player cam to see what what he was looking at but like you could see the arrow crossover and you just see it coming and then he doesn't ulti and then J4 ultis on top of him uh, Sneaky's playing uh, Zaya by the way um, and then he ultis but I don't know if you know this. If you ulti with Zaya in Jarvan's Cataclysm, his ulti, you can't actually get out. You're just suspended in the air because uh, you're technically locked in that because you can't go over terrain with her ulti. So basically, uh, Sneaky gets caught out and they lose. Um, another thing, Jensen played really well, but he gets caught out once the last team fight and game's over. Um, so it's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's up with the, this team right now. Uh, something's not going well. I don't know if it's, I, you can't even say Rift Rivals at this point. You know what I mean? Like they've had yeah, plenty yeah. of time. I mean, granted they haven't had as much time to practice with other teams. Um, as far as Rift Rivals concerned, I feel like, uh, uh, Cloud9 had the least amount to gain from going there um, just because their counterparts didn't really show them too much of their weaknesses because mm -hmm. Cloud9 played exceptionally well throughout all of it and they lost to basically uh, Sneaky jumping in and getting caught or... It's usually oh. Jensen getting caught. It's usually one, it's usually, they'll get to late game and then one pick happens where Jensen, who is almost all of the damage of their team, gets caught out. And then once that happens, they lose the team fight and they lose the game. Yeah, so. Um, and no. that's that's prevalent in these matches. Like if you look at Jensen's score for match two, he went five, one, and three. The one is when they lost. Right, that was a lot, very last team fight. Uh, so, uh, another thing can be said that uh, from game one of this, uh, Jensen went Corky, who does like a shit ton, shit ton of damage, and basically you can always get assists <laughs> with this. Uh, even I understand that Cloud Nine only had two kills this game, but like Jensen had a zero 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 scoreline on a Corky. Yeah. Uh, so that that just saying that like you know, that's terrifying. It's he's not. That's not a champion for him. You you, you need to use your package uh, productively. <laughs> I was trying to think of a word. Um, but you need to use it aggressively. Uh, you need to gank lanes. Jensen doesn't do that. I believe it was like, what, two weeks ago when I mentioned that Jensen ganked bottom, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah, um, that was that was towards the beginning of the split. You were like, "Oh my god, did you see Jensen split pushed?" And I was yeah. like, yeah. "Or not split pushed? He, he uh, ganked. He, yeah, he, he ganked. He, yeah, he, ro he, roamed he roamed before the twenty minute mark." Um, so I don't know. It feels like uh, they came back from Rift Travels and they're kind of just like, 
I don't want to say slumping. It just doesn't seem like they. Yeah, maybe they're they've all checked out for not the season, but like for like a week. Maybe they're just like burnt out. Um, could be. So. But flying flying is tough on some people, so yeah, that could be it. But that that all being said, that's a pretty drastic difference from yeah. how we expect them to play versus how they did play this week. True. So. I'm hopeful for them. I want them to do better, but at the same time, yeesh. Why the hell is Jax banned? Who the hell banned Jax? Who's uh, playing Jax? Jax is a OP top laner right now. Is Seraph playing Jax? Huh? All, all the Kore- all the Koreans are playing Jax top lane, by the way. Jesus. In the LCK, so uh, yeah, NA just follows suit. It bans the same things okay. that they do. Okay, whatever. Um, like, so we're going. So from there, we're going to go into the hype of the hype match this week. <laughs> um, funny enough, so we I made this one last on purpose. So me and Ricky had a little bet that uh, if my boys Cloud Nine won against his Immortals, then I, or yeah, if Cloud Nine won, then he would have to play Tarek top for ten games straight. Um. Yep, and yep. if Cloud9 lost, which they did, uh, I had to play one of two of my most hated champions, uh, Timo or Master Yi, 10 games straight. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you did. I lost this bet because Cloud9 went 1-2 uh, against Immortals, and I've been playing four games straight of Timo so far and hating every minute of it, so thank you. Yeah. You'll learn to love it. You'll learn to love <laughs> that suffering. I don't know. The suffering uh, so you bring upon. Let's get into them. the game. So, um, a shining beacon, as we can say. Shining beacon. Game one, Cloud9 fucking raped this team. Yeah. They were it doing was, really well. It was like, oh my impressive. god, this is so good. Um, the bot lane got the Zaya Rakan lane. Uh, so good. Jensen on his Orianna. So good. Contracts look really good on on uh, Gragas, which you know he is, and then Ray pulling out the fucking Camille because she's strong as fuck, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. just dominating. I, and, and I I want to point out though, freaking Kogma, Cody son pick Kogma. Why, why pick Kogma? Why do this? Why? Well, like, that's me. That's that's. Besides well, the point, you, you I also say... want to point out that X Smithy picked uh, Maokai. Well, Maokai which... is good in the jungle right now. Yeah, but... no, I know, I know that, I know that it's good in the jungle. I'm pointing out Maokai because he hasn't been played in a while, mm-hmm. and so I'm just like, hey, Maokai came out this during this weekend's worth of games. So I'm kind of happy about that. I'm happy that pro players deem him worthy enough to start playing him again. Okay, so let's let's put a pin on the Kogma subject until we get sure. to game three. Sure. Uh, so game two, uh, basically when Cloud9 left to go to the back room, um, that's when they checked out. They're like, okay, uh, we don't want to play anymore. Um, we're, st- we're still good. We're, we're okay. good. We imprinted these um, cyborgs that look identical to us. They're just going to go and play for us. Um, uh-huh. Immortals came back, destroyed Cloud9. Pull Belter came out on the Corky yeah. and went 10, 1, and 7. 
Yeah. Now I didn't I didn't get to watch all of the this. I, I watched the highlights for it, but God damn, it was like a highlight reel for for pole belter. Did I tell you that the points that I got in fantasy off of pole belter were very similar to the points you got off of Jensen in week two? No, you didn't. It is very similar. I got 105 points off of pole belter. Uh, I we'll, we'll get to fantasy later, but I it's funny that Cloud Nine went. Zero two this week, and Jensen still had seventy eight points. <laughs> uh, that's funny to me. Uh, so yeah, uh, basically, Pobelter played amazing on Corky, which you would have thought uh, Reaper would have been like, okay, let's just take him off this champion; it's too strong. Um, I'm just impressed that Pobelter was able to play like another professional player while that professional player was playing Corky. No, right. <laughs> uh, so was we that go, a stretch? That was yeah, a stretch. That was a little stretch. Um, so we, oh, I'm sorry. We uh, we need to say that uh, Ray played all three games. By the way, of this match. Yes. yes uh, he did. So then we go into game three. Um, basically, Cloud Nine get Jensen his Syndra pick, which is he, him, and Bjergsen are probably the two best Syndra players, like by far in uh, the West. I would assume. Um, I would agree. But uh, Paul Belter got Corky again. And uh, so the dynamic with uh, Immortals team is Paul Belter was on Corky and Cody Sun was on Kogma. Now, they have a shit ton of uh, magic damage. And the problem is you kill one. If you waste all your resources on killing one, the other one does just as much damage in just about the same amount of time. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what happened cloud nine always blew all summoners all ulties killing cody sun on kogma he went two and six and seven belter. and then pole belter just cleans up he goes eight three and seven pole belter might as well have been playing master Yi. just saying jesus christ dude like <laughs> uh so like so, the way this game ended was so upsetting so cloud nine they see this, Cody Sun. This match was really bloody. I want to point that out. This match yes. was 15 to 17. This was close. Yeah. It was really bloody. So <laughs> so to end this game, this is really tilting as a Cloud9 fan. Uh, basically, they see, they catch out Cody Sun uh, in the river closest to Baron Pit uh, mm-hmm, by mid lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they catch him in the brush. They spin literally every ulti on him. And they're like, oh shit, like, we can push and we could, like, do something, right? Yeah, they're like, we could, we could turn this around. We could push it in. Yeah, right? and uh, Immortals were already, like, pushing down bot lane. And so there was four of them uh, on bottom lane. Because I don't know why Cody Sun was there. Or actually, there was three bottom lane. Uh, so they recalled and Flame on Renekton just decides to walk to the lane and uh, cut the wave in half while the other one's recalled and they come to mid to uh, defend. Well, Cloud9 sees <laughs> Renekton the entire time. They see that Renekton's behind them. They still push forward with the minions. They go to take the tower. Jensen walks into the base on the other side of the wall as Syndra and proceeds to get blown the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like 
You it's like a pathing. It's like win. a pathing error. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Why are you in their base when you're sieging the tower? Why don't you just siege the tower? But no, you were, he was looking for a pick, obviously. Um, Renekton pretty much just stuck, just jumped right on Sneaky. And as a, a 3 1 and 6 Renekton and a 2 5 and 7 Zaya, like, yeah, but, Zaya has her own peel, but Renekton has a double dash. He has a stun. He has Guardian Stone Plate, or Goggle Stone Plate, Black Cleaver, and a Titanic on top of his uh guardian, guardian angel. angel yeah like you're not gonna do any damage to him like <laughs> uh so basically uh sneaky got solo killed by flame uh his team decided to go ahead and die under the tower and then they pushed to win so <laughs> very yeah. uh tilting Jensen, and you win yes very tilting um and- and, but I, the, I, the the thing was like Jensen didn't have his ulti up, contracts didn't have his ulti up. Ray had his ulti up, but he ulti Jensen and Jensen died through it. Holy shit! Like, oh my god, it's it's so tilting. But now, now what I want to point out for this match is one: you have Ray in the top lane. He ended up, or for this game, this game, this match, either one. Uh, Ray ended up playing Shen. Which we know is an impact champion. An impact before this, in in uh, when they played against Envy. Uh, yeah, when they played against Envy, Impact was playing a lot of like Ray-ish type champions, right? J four and Clud, yeah. Yeah, Impact is one of the best damn Shens you can ask for. Like he is a he is superb on the champion Shen. So Ray comes out and he's like, I'll pick Shen, right? Um and he proceeded to go one, five, and seven. Now another interesting thing to me is a lot of pro players are bringing out Rexai. And so contracts brought out Rexai. But if you look at contracts build he built her as if though she hadn't gotten that full-blown like bruiser damage update he built her 100 percent tank uh-huh. he was a knockup bot for sure that's that's exactly what he was he was like they did change uh rexai's w to where you can actually like continually go underground and pop up and go underground and pop up you could do it once for every member of the enemy team now it doesn't it's not like oh you knocked up everyone and so everyone has a five second cooldown no you can knock up multiple people now it's cool right i get it but that's all you would be good for at that point his ulti is essentially crap his uh his un his burrowed q crap his unburrowed q would do a little bit more damage but still crap like a bad build man i get why they did it they needed the tankiness they were they're going up against a renekton and a gragas and they wanted to they essentially wanted to play the out tanking game right Mm -hmm. it was just a bad idea right um what i what i want to play a different champion what i want to say as far as build wise um ray 
went armor item with a sunfire cape. Then he proceeded to build black cleaver. I'm sorry. I always got, I don't know why I said that. He proceeded Titanic to Hydra, build bro. Titanic Hydra. Thank you. And then he had, um, he went the um, Spirit tabbies. Lessons. No, no, no. He went tabbies. Oh, tabbies. Oh, he, he and then did, he proceeded he to yeah. Then he proceeded to team fight with the team. So you have Sunfire Cape. You have a Tiamat item. Why yeah, aren't you? Tabbies. Why aren't you split pushing with your pressure? He joins them in Baron or uh, I'm sorry, a dragon fight instead of using his global correctly. And he's in there. He built all armor against a team who has a Kogma, a Corky, and the AP damage coming out from Gragas. He basically was like butter at that point. Like maybe like butter that it hasn't been setting out all day, but it's that it's definitely hasn't been in the fridge all day. You it's know definitely I mean? soft. Like it's definitely some soft. Butter. Holy shit! He he died so quickly. Like granted, he was like the third one to die, but. I mean, he wasn't being focused, but literally once they sh they turned focus on him, oh, he died so quickly, and he it's because he had no MR. He literally built straight for Renekton. Holy shit, dude! Like, oh my he, god. He he honestly he should have stopped at the Sunfire Cape, and he should have immediately started building. Like, I question the Spirit Visage. I think he would have done better to build an Adaptive Helm and a uh, an Abyssal, was it Abyssal Mask? Now, um, like those. He, I guess. I mean, I guess Abyssal Mask gets the Abyssal built Mask would have mana though. I think. Oh, that's true. Now, yeah. Well, on this patch, I don't think it was. Was it? Yeah. I don't think so. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. It was. I I don't remember, but. Yeah, so he, so okay, go Spirit Visage instead or whatever, but he got dumpstered, like it. It was a bad build path. He didn't play the split push game like you said. He didn't use the ultimate the way he should. Like it, and at the same time, like you're seeing all this and you're like, okay, all of these things are wrong with Ray playing Shen. But then you look over on the bench and you're like, but impact's right there. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Why, why are you guys doing it? Why are you guys, like, like literally trying to make impact and rage swap roles? Well, uh, honestly, I think it's because impact is probably done after this season. So they want to move forward with Ray. So um, Ray is, has shown that he's really good at times on carry champions but not always um then, so then in that case cloud nine should do what tsm did with wild turtle last season and should just put ray in for the entire split and let and, and keep keep impact and let impact like coach up ray and train ray and everything like that get him really good on these tanky champions but they should have had ray playing the entire split yeah, but they also want to try to win, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound like oh, I don't sound like a bad person or anything, but like, 
That's me. Yeah, but the... he's number one in solo queue, man. Okay, so okay, but like, can you imagine a world where Cloud Nine isn't like a top four finisher? That would make news, right? Like they, yeah. like we've already said, like yeah, they didn't play very well, but like it's super depressing for us because it's like we expect them to do so well. Like, why do we expect them to do so well? They have technically two rookies. They have contracts in the jungle. And they have Ray in the top lane. Ray is a solo queue player who doesn't play with the team as often as other players would, right? Mm -hmm. And you have contracts who literally just came back, just came to this this year. Like, yeah, it's his second split. He's technically no longer a rookie, but you we expect greatness from these two people who are super young and super new to the scene in general you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i mean it's just it's just it's interesting as like a dynamic we expect greatness from tsm but if like bjergsen leaves do we still expect greatness from tsm yeah because they're tsm so i don't do know you? yeah you do Why? They do, yeah. If if Bjergsen and Doublelift left TSM and went and tried to make their own team, like for franchising, I would expect that team to be great. <laughs> right, but you would still you would still assume TSM. I would expect TSM to pull it together. Yes. Yeah, exactly, because they're TSM. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just it's an interesting dynamic, um, but so Impact is still on team. He wants to win a world championship. That's why he's still playing, obviously. Um, it's not like he's checked out by any means. But, I mean, he's definitely not playing at his best. And that could be with age, even though the kid's only, like, fucking 20-something. Yeah. yeah, he's um, not that old. Yeah. I'm, um, also, I'm also surprised that Impact hasn't picked Nar back up yet. He has. He has? He played him in the, he played him in the Envy match and wasn't really too successful uh he got a lot of assists but he wasn't like the impact we know and love on nar yeah because he was like godlike he was the whole reason why i started playing nar last season yeah so uh very very disappointing end uh for this this was actually their this was their first game right and then they played envy second uh, yes yeah no no they, no, 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 they played no, no. First, this, this they was their last one. match of the weekend yeah right? so and so Okay, so we'll uh, we'll go into the standings. Uh, in solidified first place, you have a three-way tie for TSM, Immortals, and Counter-Logic Gaming, all at nine wins, three losses. You have Team Dignitas and Team Envy tied for fourth with seven wins, five losses. You have my boys Cloud9 in the solo sixth place. I like this. My favorite number is six. Uh, nine upside down is six. And they're... Their record is six and six. What? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Scripted. Uh, then you have a tie for seventh place with Echo Fox and FlyQuest. You have mm -hmm. team the Mike fucking Young P1 in uh, ninth place solo with a three and nine uh, record. And then you have in the caboose the teardrop that is team Liquid with a two and ten record. <laughs> teardrop my ass. They are. Uh, they're Team Liquid because they're salty. They're just salty tears at this point, right? They're salty tears. That's that's a true statement. 
Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So uh, we'll start. Uh, let's hop over back to EU side and finish this up. Uh, so yeah. starting uh, Thursday, July 20th, uh, you start with Rock Cat versus Unicorns of Love. Uh, this starts uh, EU's week seven, by the way. Uh, the mm-hmm. next game after that will be H2K versus G2 Esports. That'll be a good one to watch. Starting Friday, you have Misfits versus Mysterious Monkeys. If Misfits can't get a lead and hold a lead against Mysterious Monkeys, I'm going to be very, very intrigued what they do next. Um, yeah. Following that, you have Ninjas in Pajamas trying to get their first win against the Splice Boys. Um, and then Saturday, July 22nd, you're going to have G2 Esports versus Team Vitality. G2, uh, yeah, basically G2 looks not at top form, but on the rise. I feel mm-hmm. like if they, sh- if they Someone show... Someone plays Rise on G2? Yeah. Um, no, this isn't Unicorns of Love. Um, <laughs> they should stop Vitality. Vitality should not be a blip on their radar. Um, then yeah, the following game... Be following game should be the hypest match of this week you have fanatic versus unicorns of love they play the same exact game style until last week when fanatic pulled out a normal team comp say what um, <laughs> that'll be a hype map to watch definitely i'll definitely be watching it and then watch them both play like the most basic team comps right they should okay so eu's scheduling is so weird I would have put this one as like a hype match the next day. So the next day they have one game for uh, EU. And so this is Sunday, July 23rd. And this is Misfits versus Splice. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. would you rather tune in one extra day for EU for Misfits versus Splice? Or would you do it for Fnatic versus Unicorns of Love? Uh, I would definitely go for the Fnatic versus Unicorns of Love. But I think they put... Uh, Misfits versus Splice on Sunday so that way they don't really have to care about broadcasting. <laughs> I think they're like, it's Sunday, let's just get this over with. What teams are <laughs> I, playing? I hope this is short. Like, F them. I guess so. Okay. so uh, do you want to make a quick prediction? Uh, you want to go back through it and make predictions? Um, well, we, we don't really do sure. predictions. So I think it would yeah, be we don't really do predictions, but I'm sure we can agree that Unicorns of Love will win. In yeah, uh, the first match on Thursday, and that G two will win. Uh, I'm oh, actually, no, actually, I, I would say H two K. I would say H two K will win. I think I, um, I honestly think H two K is going to win. Um, G two yeah. actually, if they come back, this is when they'll solidify whether or not they have fallen from grace or they just had a hiccup. So, um, but yeah, I believe H two K. Go. Yeah, that. Okay, so then then you have Mysterious Monkeys versus Misfits. I'm going to pick Mysterious Monkeys. What? I'm picking Misfits. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick Mysterious Monkeys. You're a just because we Just because we aren't writing this down, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but it's audio format, just like our bet wasn't written down. But yeah, I Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so Moving and on. then... Ninjas and Pajamas uh, are going to lose against Splice. Splice. Yeah, exactly. G2 is going to beat Vitality. I yes. think Unicorns of Love is going to pull it out against Fnatic, but what? honestly, this is up in the air. I this say is Fnatic. up in the air. I say Fnatic. If Fnatic can play Unicorns of Love style and win against EU and also play normal meta stuff, against eu and still win fanatic has the upper hand yeah okay and then finally we have splice versus misfits i think splice is gonna win but it honestly could go either way 
Um, um, I actually think Misfits will win this one. So, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, I, and then North America. So this is going to be week seven for NA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start Friday, well, July twenty. Well, first we got to talk about. Oh no, no, no! We already covered their standings. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, boo boo. Yeah. We're talking about predictions, bro. Uh, so Friday, July twenty first, my boys taking on the Phoenix that was Cloud Nine versus Phoenix One. I think Cloud Nine will win this one. What do you think? Really? Do you? Oh yeah. Um, and then uh, the next match coming up is going to be the Team Liquid versus Envy, and Envy should step on Team Liquid's face. If Envy loses, I'm gonna be so upset because that means yes. that Team Liquid is one more spot closer to second place or second yes. place. Yeah, not second place by any means. Second um, last place. Sorry. Uh, then and then starting on Saturday. Saturday yep, go yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, you okay. after you. After you, sir. After you. No scope. TSM versus Dignitas. <laughs> is the first match of Saturday, uh, July twenty second, followed up by C- I think that's gonna be a really close match actually. CLG versus Echo Fox. And then that is followed by FlyQuest versus Immortals. Where which FlyQuest I all- will win. Eh, <laughs> I I'm pretty sure Immortals will win this. I, I but think so I, too. We we have like I don't know. You never know with the, the high effect. That's true. Um, yeah. So, and then you have Phoenix One versus TL, which are both last place teams right now. So, or... I'm going to watch this game because I want to see if P1 can really just rape this team. Holy shit. <laughs> Thank God. If not, yes. then Rift Rivals was a fluke, and this team needs uh, help from Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Now let's move on to Sunday. I'll let you take this. Uh, Sunday, July 23rd is going to be uh, Dignitas versus Cloud9. Uh, pretty hype match, I would believe. I feel like Cloud9 could win this if they pull back. If not, Dignitas looks really strong right now. Uh, mm-hmm, next mm-hmm. game will be Echo Fox versus TSM, where TSM should just wipe the floor with these guys. Especially if they don't have a solidified roster, TSM should not lose a game to this team uh next up the match of the week i would assume clg versus immortals um, now re- i want to remind everyone that immortals won this last time right so this and these two are both in the the top three slots um i think everyone in the top three has beat each other at least once during this season i so. can't I can't say exactly, but I would. I I all agree with you. Yeah, sure. I want to say at the very beginning, or not the very beginning of this season. At the very beginning of the split, CLG I think beat TSM, and then Immortals went on to beat TSM. TSM has now beat Immortals, and I believe they've also beat CLG. And Immortals has beat CLG. So that all being said, this would be the match where CLG beats Immortals. But I believe in the pole belter that believes in pole belter, and I believe in the immortals that believes in immortals. I think they're going to win this. Mm-hmm. It just depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to give um, the? Are are they going to let Darduck play all games? I hope so. I think so, probably. I hope so. Um, and then we'll go to are the you last. Are you hoping be as you have him in the jungle? No, I don't have him. I have Boom. okay. Okay. Well, I have Moon because I, I picked incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
And then yeah. the very, very last game of the week is Envy versus FlyQuest, News Fest. Don't watch this game. Um, awesome. I think I think Envy will win it, but, you know, FlyQuest, as I said, you never know with FlyQuest. All right. Uh, let's move on to plugs and everything and, and get wait, this wait, wait. Real yeah. quick, real quick. You remember how you're like, how how would you get a tie? Like, it doesn't make sense how you get a tie in fantasy. Yeah. I'll have you know, I lost last week's, week six, to Caesar by one fucking point. Yeah, was, and he lost to me by one point. Caesar also, has either won or lost by one point this entire season. But do you know how much, by how much, I beat, who did I, who did I play this last week? I played against, let's go my league. And let's check out week six. I played against uh, Mr. Victorious Secret. Do you know how much I beat him by? 130. Yes, 130. There is a lot of variation, a lot of variation between these. Okay, so I like. Well, I mean, I okay. can't see you like I can't see there possibly being a freaking tie. Right, but I mean, you also have to take in consideration that um, first of all. Uh, Jared has Exile on his team <laughs> because remember he didn't pick for some reason and then Otto gave him Exile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So which he only yeah. gets one game. Yes. Per week. But he gets double points. Exile does get double points. Yeah, but he only gets fifty-one <laughs> total. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, when you're eighty, when you're mid. Yeah, when your mid gets a hundred and five, that's a that's a big uh, that's a big contrast. Yep, he does have he does have good. he does have Bjergsen though. So um, anyway, um, if if anyone wants to know um, our in our standings, you have uh, Jared and Mister Ricky in first place with a three zero and two record, and you have Mister Caesar and myself at a two zero and three record. So. You're only one game away. I mean, let's not get too cocky, sir. Did you see all the roster sw uh, swaps that I made? Yeah, I did. I got Ray off my team, and I grabbed Looper, and then I got off Lyra, which might have been a bad decision at this point, and I, I grabbed Mike Young. Am I playing you this time? Uh, no, surprisingly. No. I'm playing against uh, Caesar again. So just a, if you remember, Echo Fox didn't play Looper all three games last week, or mm -hmm. all... All games last week, so I would keep that. In I mind. don't. I, I don't have him actually in my roster. I have Darshan in my roster, and he doesn't have a second. So, uh, gotcha. no okay. one, no one actually in my playing roster has like a backup player. Oh, okay. Nice. I made that mistake in the first week because I had Ray as my stand-in, and he was only played like one time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah no. Cool beans. Um, so that's just a little fun fact by us. Uh, cool. Mm -hmm. So we are plugging it out. Um, good pod. So let's start with Facebook, as we always do. Uh, go ahead and like us on Facebook. We are the Twisted Trio Podcast on uh, Facebook page. Go ahead and share us. Once you share us, uh, once people start sharing, uh, we'll put your name into a drawing, pull a name, that person will get a free 975 or better skin um so if you want a free skin go ahead and do that 
share it with anyone you like and then tell them to share it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, we love to hear from you. Go ahead and email us uh, at mail.twistedtrio uh, at gmail.com. And uh, who knows, if you send us uh, an email with a question, we could even read it on air. Um, you could also Facebook it to us or whatever. Right. Like, we'll take anything at this point. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> not whores, but uh, we need some kind of content. Um, and then um, another way to get a hold of us is our Twitter. Uh, go ahead and tweet at us any questions, comments, concerns, anything you'd like, anything you think uh, you would like to share. Uh, that's at Twisted Trio Pod on Twitter. And I think that does it for the Plugarinos. Anything for you? That does. Um, be kind and rewind, everyone. Jesus. Okay. You're old. You're old <laughs> as fuck, dude. <laughs> uh, hey, yep. You got the reference, so you're just as old. Right. Uh, so that'll do it for this week's episode. This was episode 13 of the Twisted Trio podcast. Thank you for listening. And I am your host, Brennan Call Me Nighthawk Weber, here with Richard Camping Dragon Motherfucking Medina. Ooh. And we will catch you guys next time. Later. Peace, peace. Thank you.